I thought I would. Can you hear me? Yeah. Very good. I thought I would preface this talk by telling you you're all going to be very disappointed. <laughs> when uh, Simon emailed me and said, we'd like you to do a presentation on your community, I said, I don't have a community. And then very foolishly I said, I can tell you how to establish a non-community. <laughs> so uh, this was way back, and I tested him a little bit before this conference. Hey, you really want me to talk about <laughs> how I ended up in a place without a community? He said, sure. <laughs> so here I am, explaining to you how I got to a place without a community. Now the question is, do you want me to carry on? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, well, I, what it is, is a story. So if you just sit back and enjoy a story, then it works. You don't expect to learn anything. <laughs> That's my story. So in 98, I returned from Sri Lanka, not feeling very well, and I uh, decided to spend uh, the Wasa, the rainy season, which is our you know, summertime, in a, very, uh, in a place which was full of uh, good air and uh, a lively and uh, uh, a supportive atmosphere, which was London. So <laughs> I, had, uh, I got a contract going with the uh, chief monk at the Sri Lankan Buddhist Vihara in London, and he very kindly gave me a room at the back end of the monastery where I could just carry on. And by the end of that, I hope that there'd be some clarification as to whether... I wanted to go back to the east or stay in the west. Unfortunately, during that time, the monk who was teaching uh, the uh, meditation, a young Asian monk, uh, <coughs> decided on receiving uh, British nationality uh, to leave and get married. So, <laughs> not an uncommon occasion. So, <coughs> so they asked me, I said, well, you know, I, I really don't want to, etc., etc., well, you have to. So, so, I began, so I began teaching and, uh, uh, you know, to my surprise, there was, uh, there was some, uh, 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 some growth in, in the audience and all that. And um, by the end of uh, a year or so, um, uh, there was, I come to realize that, A, I didn't want to go back to the East, my time there was over, and B... If I wanted to stay in the West, there was no way I would get the support I needed to live the life I wanted to, which was a solitudinous life at the end of a valley. Uh, and I would, have to, I would have to earn my living. And to do that, you have to teach. So uh, I, I, I reluctantly decided to teach, and I went off on a, on a long retreat at uh, my, one of my uh, teacher's place, uh, Saida Upandita. That's the Burmese uh, connection. The, the, the meditation I teach is Burmese, the, the Mahasi side of uh, uh, tradition. And uh, I spent the, uh, the season there. Now, uh, during that, just before I left, uh, Doc, um, Venerable, um, oh, I can't remember his name now, the chief monk who died at um, London. What was it then? Can you remember, can you remember Sandra? No, no, no. no. Uh, in London. In London. Yeah, I can't remember. Anyway, he died. Let's just say he died. So he... <laughs> seemingly, seemingly along with his name. 
I, uh, <laughs> so uh, I, he had got very, he got very upset with me. I'll tell you why later. So I wrote this. Uh, <laughs> so I wrote this letter explaining my position. And when I got to the monastery, I uh, began meditating again in the in the very lugubrious and, and uh, wonderful air of Rangoon. And um, I asked people not to give me any letters or anything like that until the end of the retreat. When I got to the end of the retreat, a letter was handed uh, to me, um, and it, uh, uh, the abbot said, um, I, in so many words, I'm tremendously disgusted with you. Uh, when you come back, you can stay for two nights. That was it. I'm looking at this letter thinking, God, I've been thrown out of house and home. <laughs> So I get back and of course I, I have a chat with him and everything is reconciled but I realised that uh, I didn't have a power over my own life that he could just kick me out when he felt like. Now the reason he uh, took that position was very simple. <coughs> Can you imagine setting up a business and somebody comes along who uh, comes along as a helper or at least uh, begins to help you. On the quiet, without you really knowing, he's setting up his own business with your clients. <laughs> this is what I was doing. I was setting up my own little sangha from the sangha that he had himself established at the Vihara. So he's very upset. I can't understand it. <laughs> so uh, I decided then to leave the Vihara, you see. At that point, I had a, the help of a, uh, a young Dutchman who was doing a PhD in London, uh, Matesh. We know it's Matesh. And uh, that was the time when the websites were just about coming in, 2000, 2001. So we set up a website and uh, we put to people this vision. And the vision was of a Mahasi meditation centre right there in the middle of London, servicing London, which would not only offer evening classes, but the ability to do long retreats, just like in Rangoon. And my little mantra was, where there's suffering, there's the end of it. And it was here, it was in London. So, so why go anywhere else? So uh, we collected this money and... There, there, now, there now was a series of blunders which led to this catastrophe. Right? The first one was that where were we going to have the centre? So we decided that it was going to be in the north because in the north there were two Sri Lankan women who were great supporters who wanted us to go there. I didn't want to stay in the west of London because that would, be, uh, that would undermine again this relationship I had with, uh, with the abbot. So we... Sorry? No, 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 he, he dead long years ago. So, so um, it'll come to me. So we moved to the north, and um, we moved into an area that was full of um, Greek Cypriots and, uh, and Jews. <laughs> so there was, there was not a single ability to have any local uh, people who would come to the meeting. That was the first blunder. The second, the second blunder was... Um, the opening ceremony. I realised that I didn't want to disturb the neighbours. I knew that round about 30-odd people would come from the west of London, but there was also a rather large local Sri Lankan community. So I decided to have two ceremonies. The first was the opening ceremony, which would just bless the property, and the second one would be the blessing ceremony of this particular lovely statue that uh, the abbot gave me for this centre. So, the opening ceremony, all the, uh, all the uh, English people came, and, um, and with lots of food, and it was all very grand, it was all very lovely. And 
when it came to the Sri Lankan opening centre, three people turned up. They were absolutely insulted that they'd not been invited to the opening. So I lost their support. <laughs> then I opened up and said, uh, you know, we're going to have classes here and weekend retreats. Well, it takes two hours to go from the west of London to the north. So nobody came. So there I am, in splendid isolation in the north of London, with 25,000 pounds, 30,000 euros uh, to spend. And the, the rent is 1,200 euros uh, a month. And I'm stuck there on my own, thinking, well, this is, this is a catastrophe. Slowly. Then comes the third catastrophe, the third, the third blunder. I began to, I, there was a, to advertise it in all, in all the places around North London. And I had two uh, young men who were ready to cycle everywhere and put these little notices up, meditation, etc., etc. I'd given all the information to one of the persons who was then uh, quite able on his computer, and he made this lovely sign, which I foolishly failed to check. <laughs> after this wonderful after this wonderful uh, spreading of, of all these uh, notes they gave me one and I realised A, it did not have an address <laughs> and B, the phone number was wrong <laughs> the first meeting on Monday one person came the next door neighbour <laughs> On the second meeting Monday, zilch, nobody. And I said to Matthew, I said, look, I said, September, people organise their lives now. You know, they go to knitting clubs, violin lessons, whatever it is, they organise it in September for the autumn. And uh, I said, if, the, if nothing happens by the end of this month, nothing's going to happen. So, come the end of the month, nothing's happened, nothing's going to happen. So, I said, look, we're going to have to close this place down. Now, I have to uh, be thankful to the Sri Lankan community because when I mentioned this to these two women, they really rallied the, uh, the Sri Lankans to come and try and, and lift up this dying elephant. <laughs> anyway, come, uh, I, we'd, already paid, we'd already paid this rent, so there's, there's no point in leaving the place. So come the winter, I at least, uh, one of the parts of the vision was uh, realised where we had a retreat in that little house in the north of London for five of us and through the Bodhisattva supermarket Asda we were able to get our food every week and we did what I thought was an excellent retreat very quiet, very still, it was really quite wonderful but then of course there came the realisation that I just couldn't go on and that the whole thing had been an unmitigated disaster so in that there uh, through the, uh, through the um, uh, a good, uh, um, through the support of a close friend who'd been on retreat with me, um, he got in contact with somebody he knew, uh, the Bachelors, whom some of you know, uh, from Gaia House. And it was just at that point that Gaia House were short of a teacher, wanted a resident teacher. So I immediately accepted the, the offer and <laughs> I found myself. Uh, invited to Gaia House and having arrived there realised they didn't want me <laughs> I stayed there in this sort of uh, limbo place for four years and it was after one year that I realised that you know there wasn't any future for me at uh, Gaia House 
For those of you who, who understand the metaphor, it was like being a Catholic priest amongst Quakers. <laughs> yeah? It was a complete, utter nonsense. However, I do look, however, I have tremendous gratitude towards Guy Howard. It's a really fabulous centre. And they allowed me to run these long meditation retreats, eight-week retreats, which were well attended. And it was there that, having realised I couldn't stay, that I began to think about, again, having another go at setting up a centre. Okay? Once burnt, well, you, you've got to burn yourself a bit more. So I, we set up a, uh, a, a trust and whatnot, and off we went, and we, I almost made the same blunders again, were it not that you know, we just woke up at the right time. We found a place which was happily, uh, somebody took it, took it from us, they bid it higher. And then, uh, <laughs> that would have been a real blunder, frankly. And eventually we found a place which is on the border of England, in Wales, and uh, easily accessible, fairly easily accessible. And, uh, and that's where we established ourselves. Now, um, one decision I'd made, two decisions I'd made in this whole period of time was, first of all, uh, to try and uh, maintain uh, the Buddha Dhamma as it was being transmitted to me from the Mahasi tradition especially, but also the Shrankham, but specifically meditation-wise through the Mahasi tradition. And um, not to throw the, as we say, the baby out with the bathwater, not to throw what's good about the tradition, to try and be a traditionalist without being a conservative. And so I tried to maintain very simple forms, which was just taking refuges and precepts and really centering the whole place upon uh, meditation. Uh, the effect of this, of course, is that it doesn't attract any Easterners. And therefore, whatever support there might have come from the East or from Easterners in Britain, uh, it, just doesn't, it's just not, it just doesn't come. Um, the second one was uh, something that I had to come to grips with when I went to Gaia House. What happened to uh, the teachers was that they were trained like I was. Uh, the, this is the Vipassana teachers, uh, you know, people like um, uh, Christina Fellman and um, Christy Titmus and all those. They were trained like me by Eastern teachers who really demanded blood. You know, you were up at half past three, sit, walk, sit, walk, sit, walk, sit, walk, drop dead, ten o'clock. Back up again at half past three. I mean, it's really full on. And what had happened over a period of time, the time that I was in Sri Lanka at the monastery, was that, of course, they had to come to grips with the reality that most people who were coming to meditate just couldn't handle that sort of form. So very slowly, it's put in a bad way, the, uh, the meditation taught was becoming watered down. And I don't think that's fair. It's not watered down. It's simply presented at a, at a, in a way that's acceptable for people who really aren't at the level of this very hard practice. However, when I was there, it was quite obvious that there were a few people who were ready for that sort of practice. So that was my second decision, was to maintain the heavy, um, hardcore practice of Vipassana meditation in the Mahasi tradition. And, but that necessarily meant a very small centre. I only take eight meditators, and I don't have a long waiting list. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, it is eight. 
<laughs> I mean, it is very small. So I have this, I have this place in the middle of Wales with a very small intake and uh, a growing sense that these people who are coming regularly, so that's the other thing which is a surprise to me, I have a return rate of something around 70%. Now, this is where I'm stuck at the moment, and, and this is where, hopefully, uh, these talks about establishing community will be of an help to me. I can feel that uh, something needs to be done to make this disparate community contact each other. They come from everywhere. They come from all parts of England, sometimes from uh, other parts of Europe. But uh, when, they, when they've got to know each other through the, through the meditation experience, because I always bring the, uh, bring the meditation down slowly at the end, so there's plenty of time to talk and chat and get to know people, um, that some of them have made connections, made friendships, and even visit each other. And uh, somehow to... Uh, to let that grow either organically or to do something to aid that process. Um, but uh, in my experience, what, what has happened is that I began teaching you know, weekend retreats and then realized that people wanted week-longs. And then just before going back now to 99, I was offered a house in Yorkshire near Thirsk, very beautiful, uh, where I ran my first ever 10-week long retreat. And to my surprise, 30 people came. Not for the full time, but uh, five or six of them actually stayed the full 10 weeks. So there was this constant feeling by me of uh, feeding back into the people who are working with me the opportunity to work uh, for longer and deeper and deeper and deeper. And it seems to me now that I'm at this place where unless something happens to connect these people and to create what... Um, Bajaraka? Bajaraka. Vajatara. Vajatara, thank you very much. Vajatara <laughs> uh, has so eloquently uh, explained in her delivery that uh, unless I do that, then something something's going to uh, give. Something it'll either it'll either begin to evaporate, or uh, it'll it'll either grow. That's my story. <laughs> So any of you who can help me in this, uh, in this little dilemma, <laughs> I'd be very grateful. I'm sorry I've been able to, unable to say anything about creating community. <laughs> Thank you. What question? Did you make a statement? Ah. Oh. Oh, is it? Oh, I see. Oh, I'm sorry, Fred. You should have signaled. Didn't realise. No, you're just telling me to speak louder. Which is a good comment. That's it. Well, it can't be. Any. Oh, here we are. Thank you. Uh, could identify a lot of it, and uh, my question is the same. If anyone can be really advised, <laughs> 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 I, don't, I don't know what it is, but uh, it does seem to be something to do with the 
the right people coming together at the right time and it, it goes or sometimes it's just not the time. Evaporates, yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that's the way it is. At least I can say that Satipanya has been a flash in the phenomenal universe. <laughs> That'll do that. <laughs> Somebody told me there is a lack of places in Europe where one can no longer be passionate so I would encourage you to go on. Thank you. Oh, well, that's, no, that's what I meant, whether to let it grow organically, whether to see what happens, you know, rather than me all the time. Up yes. until now, it's been me, 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 you know. I'm struck by what Vankatara said about mm. um, the importance of giving, if you're talking about young people, the importance of giving young people the initiative, yeah. in other words, the autonomy. Yeah. I mean, uh, if, if you as a teacher can teach, yeah. and the people who gather around you want to gather themselves into a sangha and see the advantage of that, you might help them see the advantage of it. But then you could leave them to do what they want to do in the way that they want to do it. Very dangerous. (laughs) 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 Can I just just add to that? that, uh, Can I just add to that that I don't get anybody young? They're all over 35. But with older people, they can still. Or even worse. (laughs) (laughs) I'd just like to make a comment. What strikes me of how much joy was um, triggered through your story here, how much laughing is coming around by somebody talking seemingly about one's own failures. <laughs> yes. Schadenfreude. <laughs> British humour. Terrible. <laughs> Well, that's the, that's one of my problems. It's too small. Uh, it, it, I mean, when I've got the ex, the, the the extra rooms put up, uh, that would really leave me with about twelve maximum. And a lot of it's to do with the size of the septic tank. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> 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 
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.